Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. I'm Natalie Walton and this is Imprint a podcast about creating a home and life you love. Each week, I'm here to share with you some of the biggest lessons I've learned during my career and life. Some of them I wish I'd learned a lot sooner because they would have saved me a huge amount of time, stress, and even money. Many of these ideas could have accelerated my journey as a creative and business owner. I also feature interviews with inspiring creatives, entrepreneurs, and experts to help you focus on what's most important in your life. Today, I'm going to focus on one of the big lessons that I've learned. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that you can now watch the free mini styling masterclass that I created on how to transform your home. The video is available at nataliewalton.com forward slash mini styling masterclass. I walk you through the three foundations you need to know to transform any space. So if you'd like to check it out, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash mini styling masterclass. Okay, back to today's episode. 
Hello, everyone. Hope you're all well. It's uh, a morning time here. The kids have just gone to the school bus. So again, I'm recording. I feel like my days are punctuated in this way, but um, I guess we all have our own rhythms that we work with, and this is this is mine. And also school holidays are coming up as I'm recording this. So actually, when this goes live, I think it will be the start of the school holiday. So I'm conscious of that as well. Today, I wanted to talk about taking action. It is something that came up when I was recording and writing the notes for the free mini styling masterclass that I mentioned at the top of this episode. So as I said there, you can go and watch that free class training. It is at nataliewalton.com forward slash mini styling masterclass. But I really wanted to date break down the process to achieve anything really. And this can apply to your home. It can apply to your life in general. It can apply to your business, whatever project that you're working on. It really does break down into these steps. And I think sometimes we can get so in our head about what we're trying to achieve, or we can feel stuck, or we're not sure why we're not making progress. And when we actually break down what we're trying to achieve, it actually becomes so simple. So that's what I'm going to focus on today. I want to break down this process for you and really encourage any of you out there that feel like you're stuck or you're not sure why you're not making progress, then let's work through it in this particular episode. And also, I think I was triggered when I was speaking to a friend the other day and she was feeling very stuck with something that she had been trying to work on for some time now she's got young children and just feeling like all this time has passed it's a year since you know she was planning to have made action and she still feels like she is in this this pattern of not being able to make progress so if this feels like it or resonates with you in some way i think you'll find this episode helpful as well so first of all, what we need to do is think about whatever our situation is in terms of our circumstance. And really, it's just simple. We just need to think about what actually do we want to achieve and put all those voices in our head to the side and even just write it down. Even if it is, I want to turn my studio into an Airbnb. I want to launch my website. I want to launch a homeware shop. Whatever it is for you, I want to create an interior styling business, whatever it is, but really be quite specific. So don't have 20 things on that list. You need to just have one thing on that list that you want to focus on for say the next three months. So give yourself a timeline as well, and we'll get a little bit more into that, but really be very specific about the thing that you want to achieve and the goal that you're going to work towards. And also I would dig a little bit deeper as well. So once you write that one thing down, then you really want to be clear about what actually is is it about that thing that you want to achieve. Say, for instance, you want to create a homewares range. Well, what specifically do you want to do about that? Do you want to source pieces? Do you want to design them yourself? Do you want to work with makers? Do you want to make them yourself? Like get really specific about actually what you want to achieve. And, and why, why do you want to do those particular things? Because I think that's quite insightful and helpful for you to know whether that's actually the best path to go down as well, because you might think, well, I'd love to have, you know, these beautiful objects within my shop, 
But there are so many different scenarios that come with each of those. Obviously, you might want to source things from other people or from suppliers. Well, what are the ramifications of that in terms of the types of margin, the profit? Who are you competing against? What's your point of difference? There are so many factors that go into that. And I'm pretty sure I've talked about that in a previous episode. If not, then I really do need to create an episode just on that. But um, get really specific about what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it and what the, the outcomes of those different scenarios are. Often what I actually do with anything that I'm trying to work through is I just get my notebook out. I use Moleskin notebooks. We sell them in my shop, but you don't have to get those. Um, and I, I love them. I love the the activity of actually just sitting down with a pen and paper. Well, actually, I write in pencil, but sitting down with my pencil and my notebook and, and writing down the different scenarios and the different options and the way that I could do it and the way that I could structure something. Because there is a correlation between writing things down and actually things sinking into your brain. And also you're more likely to recall it. You're more likely to be wedded to that idea than if you're just kind of letting it float around in your brain. And I also do find it's more helpful for me, even though I do use notes section for quick notes on my phone. But when I'm in that sort of deep brainstorming phase to actually get my notebook and a pencil to sit down where it's quiet, to have a clear space and to really focus on some deep thinking around that topic. Another thing that you can do and that can be really helpful is to create a vision board. Now, this can mean many different things to many different people. It could be creating a saved image folder on Instagram, for instance, or on Pinterest. It could be actually creating a mood board in an app or you know some kind of program such as Canva. You can do that for free. And that's one of the things that I teach within my course. You could also just create a folder on your desktop. And if you like to go a little bit old school, you can get an old cork board, you can get felt ones as well, and literally um, you know, cut or print images out that you really love. You know, when I say cut, cut it out of, say, magazines or maybe books. I don't know. I couldn't cut something out of a book, but whatever you want to do, wherever you want to source your images and put those on that vision board. Now, a vision board is different from a mood board or a storyboard. A vision board is like the big picture, what you really want to create and how you want to see your overall life. So it might be the type of house you want to live in. It might be some words that really trigger something for you. It might be a poem or a quote that inspires you or lifts you or keeps you focused on what you want to achieve. So these are some of the things that you can include in your vision board. And it can be really helpful to be very intentional about that and really think about what it is. I actually have a lot of that stuff in my head, but I do think it is helpful to, again, similar to the idea of the notepad and the pencil, to actually get these things down and make it very tangible for you. So that is something that you can do to really be clear on the, the goal that you want to create for yourself and how do you want it to look and feel and keep coming back to this because that will be your, your guide for where you want to go and how you want to get there. Of course, it's one thing to envisage things, but it's another thing to actually make it happen. 
So you really need to make a plan. I cannot understate this. I cannot, you know, emphasize this enough. If you want to create an outcome, you need to take steps to get there. And that is what I want to really focus on right now is the steps that you need to do to to get towards your goal. So it's not about talking about what you want to do. I think we can get very wrapped up and we can feel like just talking about our project or our idea to friends and family, that can feel like we're doing it. That's not doing it. That's just talking about it. Of course, it can help on some level, but you're the only one that has that true sense of what you want to achieve. And I wouldn't be too swayed by what other people say. Of course, people can have advice and they can give you some suggestions. And certainly with very specific things, if someone's got experience, then I think that's worth listening to. But you know deep within yourself what's really important to you and what you want to achieve. So I would say it's really important to not just talk to people, but to be very clear within your own mind about what you want to achieve and how you want to get it there. It's also important not just to worry about it, not just to think about I don't know how I'm going to do this. I just, it feels overwhelming. I don't know the tech that I need to do and worrying about like the cost of rent or the, how you're going to design something or how you're going to create the website. Worrying gets you nowhere. In fact, it drains you of energy, right? If you've got any concerns, write them down as things that you need to create steps to make action on. Don't just use up all your energy in worrying about something. It is one of the most counterproductive things you can do. It's not just doesn't give you action, it actually pulls you back. I really encourage you not to worry and to put any of your concerns down, write them down and then say, okay, how am I gonna solve this problem? Or where is this on my list? It might be something that you're really getting worked up over. It might be say the tech about how you resolve something but really in the grand scheme of things, that's not the thing that you need to be worrying about the most. And that is something that you can perhaps outsource. So get really clear on the priorities with what you need to do and don't just spend time worrying over it. Also, of course, don't just feel sorry for yourself. I think we can all sometimes have a little bit of a pity party for ourselves and feel like it's not fair, that other people have got more opportunities, that other people have got maybe more money or they've got more resources or they're, you know, they've got X, Y, and Z and really comparing ourselves, our lives to other people and what other people have, that is not going to get you anywhere. And I know we all do it. I think it's just part of the way that our brain works is to really hold us back and stay in our comfort zone. Don't compare yourself to other people. It's not helpful. Really focus on your circumstance and going back to that word again, what is your circumstance and how can you work with that, not against it? Spending time and energy focusing on what you don't have is not going to get you anywhere. Really focus on what you need to do to get the results that you want. I can't emphasize that enough. Write down the steps that you need to take to make your goal happen and just break it down. Literally, first of all, just maybe do a brain dump of all the things that you need to do to get this particular result. 
And don't worry about ordering it at this stage. Just write down everything. Once you've written down everything and you really feel like you've got all the subcategories too. So it could be, for instance, maybe you need to create a website. So it's not just create a website. It is create a website. Maybe it's buy a Squarespace page, or maybe it's engage a graphic designer or whatever you need to do. Get the photography for the website, write the text, get whatever you need. Maybe you need to get a portrait so you can put it on your website. All those steps that you need to do to achieve that particular goal, write all of those down too. The next thing you need to do is then prioritize those things. Some tasks will have a natural order and that will become very apparent to you when you're doing something. Now, when you're in this stage about actually planning and working out how you're going to achieve your goal, I find for myself that I start to get really excited about it because I can feel that I'm, I'm kind of out of that, just worrying, don't know, don't know what to do, you know, feeling sorry for myself kind of phase. And now I can sort of see, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how I'm going to get, um, make action or get something to happen. So once you start to get into this phase, really feel that momentum within you and harness that energy towards actually achieving what you want to do. This is really, really important. So break down your steps and then break it down and give yourself a period of time. It might be three months or whatever feels realistic for you. But now you need to carve out the time to make these things happen. This is something we need to talk about too, because I feel that it's so easy to feel that we don't have the time, even though we say something is a priority in my life or in your life. And this is something that I talked about in my book, This Is Home, that we can so often say that we don't have time for something, but we all work within the same 24 hours and we all work within the same seven days a week. Of course, everybody's circumstances are different, but that's not to say that you don't have time you need to look at how you're spending your time and be really honest with yourself. I think we are very good at tricking ourselves about how much time we actually spend on doing things, whether it's things like social media, scrolling through Instagram, uh, just kind of spending too much time in our inbox, perhaps, um, even just, you know, tasks at home and kind of it's we feel like we're being productive, but actually it's just a form of procrastination. So be really aware of that as well. Some of the things that I do to ensure that I've got enough time for the things that are really important to me is that some things I just try and delete from, from my life or from my day-to-day -day activities. Sometimes this might just be for a period of time. So I might just think I just have to let go of this for the next couple of weeks or for this particular month because I really want to focus on this particular goal. So for this past few weeks, I've been really focused on creating this class that I've just recently taught. And because of that, there are some things that I sort of had to say to myself, okay, that is not a priority right now. I just have to focus on creating this content, making it the best that it can be. So some things I just had to put to the side. I just had to delete them from my, from my sort of schedule. The second thing is to delegate. Now, this can sometimes seem all very well when people say this, and sometimes I sort of bristle a little bit as well. And I think, well, sometimes when you've got to delegate, that means that you've got to have the money to delegate. Well, 
yes, that might be the case. If you've obviously got money to delegate your cleaning, for instance, then that can save you four or five hours a week, perhaps. If you can do that, great. Think about what result you can get though with those particular hours that you'll have for yourself. That's obviously one thing that you can do. Maybe you can put your child, if you've got a younger child, into childcare or family daycare or whatever it is that feels good for you for a couple of hours. That can free up some time. That's some of the ways that you can delegate. Obviously, there's a whole heap. You can kind of get an assistant. You can get virtual assistants. There's all sorts of possibilities out there now. But some of the other ways that you can delegate so you can create time for you to work on your project is if you've got slightly older kids, and this is certainly something that I do, is I really encourage them to help out a little bit more during certain periods. So during these past few weeks, while I've been working on creating this course, I've said to them, look, I really need you to help a little bit more right now. I need you to, can you please go and tidy the kitchen? Can you please go and maybe it's something to do with the dog? Can you please bring in the washing or can you please fold the washing? Now they do get paid and for some of these tasks, then that might be a strategy that you want to use as well. But whatever it is, I do think it's important that they realize that as parents and as adults, that we have things that are important to us and that they can see that we're working on something and that we all need to help. And that is something certainly within my family that I find is really important that we all contribute. Another way that you can perhaps delegate is if you've got a partner or a husband or a wife, whatever your circumstances, and, um, and ask them to pick up the slack with some things. So can they cook some more meals? Can they bring in the washing? Can they do some things around the house if that is where you're often spending most of your time? Can they take the children, if you've got children, can they take them on a Saturday morning perhaps, take them to the park or take them to the beach or go for, you know, to the museum or whatever it is? Can they take them out for a couple of hours so you might have a few hours on a Saturday morning? There are so many different things that you can outsource in that kind of way. Maybe you've got family that you could ask your parents or a relative to look after the kids for a morning. We don't have family in that kind of sense around here. So certainly I lean on my husband a lot when I need to really lean into more kind of work or if I'm working on a very intense project. But there are other times when then I ease off and then I'll be more into that phase. So it really is about being in partnership with your partner. I really do believe that. Also, there are some things that you can defer. So what can you put off right now? One of the things that I'm looking at is I've actually got a pile of my portfolio that I'm working through and I was in an intense mode of organizing all of that within my home before I started to create this class and that has not been completed. I did a huge amount of progress on that before I started to create the class, but um, that was something that I will get back to. Also, our studio project, I've just had to put that on hold while I've been working intensely on this class as well. So there are some things that you might have to defer and say, right now, that's not my priority. If I want to achieve this goal, I've got to really focus on that and I've got to defer some of my other tasks. Just a few other little tips that I find really helpful that you might too as well. At the beginning of every week, I write down what are the three top three things that I want to achieve that week. 
to help me move forward on my particular goal. I find that when I do this, it really helps me have focus for that week about what's a priority so that when other distractions come up along the way, I need to then check back with that and think, is this going to help me move closer towards that goal or is it actually going to set me back? So to be really clear on what those top three are, I don't always achieve them, but I think it's really helpful to set from the start the goals, what you want to achieve from that week. Then on Monday morning, I write down the list of all the things that I need to achieve that week for that particular task. And I try to schedule them into my diary as much as possible. But for each day, I write down and I literally write the number one, circle it and write down the top three things that I really want to focus on for that particular day. Because obviously when you have a really long list, it can feel insurmountable. But I feel I find that when I write down these three things, it's really helpful to give me focus for every day. And again, within all those tasks, I really do kind of look at them when I write down my whole list on a Monday morning and I look down and I think, okay, what can I delete? What can I delegate? What can I defer? So they're the three D's that I kind of go through when I'm looking at my tasks. And what I also want to say is that our brain can trick us into, you know, what they think our momentum might be. So we might think, oh, you know, I really need to focus on doing something to do with Instagram, for instance. And it's like our brain feels comfortable in that zone and we're actually not moving forward in our particular action or goal of what we want to achieve. So just be really mindful about what you're putting down as your goals and if they're actually really moving you forward towards your the outcome that you're trying to achieve. So the first overall step, as I said, is to really recognize your circumstance of what it is, to create a, a mood board or a vision board, or just envisage what you want to achieve, to make a plan and break it down into steps. And then within those steps, see what you can de delete, delegate, or defer. The final step is to actually take action. So be focused on what will get the result that you need and really focus on taking action with the things that are going to move the needle and not be sort of sticking in what feels safe for you. Like what's actually going to get the result that you want and give yourself a time limit too. That's a really important part of this. Be clear on how long it should take and be realistic and don't just have like an infinite amount of time. So say, I have to achieve this by X amount of time. And that is literally what I'm doing right now. My husband has driven the kids to the school bus stop. I've got about half an hour. And so I have to record this podcast episode within this half hour because this is the only time I have to do it today because I'm actually going to be teaching two of the classes today. So I've had to set that time limit and that has been really important for me. A few more tips is really look around you and see, is there someone that you can model your result on? Look at what they've done and how they've achieved it and look at the steps that they might have taken to achieve what they've got. As I mentioned before, really outsource what you can. That might be the graphic design. It might be something to do with your website. It might be something to do with, I don't know what your project is, but whatever you can outsource, see if you can do it in some way. 
Really stay focused on your goal and creating a result. Ask yourself that. Ask, is this task actually going to help me move closer to the goal that I'm trying to achieve? Make sure you've broken it down into steps and really prioritize them and schedule them. You've got to put it in your diary. If it's not in your diary, it won't happen. It's really easy also for time to just slip away. You get caught in a conversation. Somebody might invite you to the beach or for lunch or for coffee. And of course, there are times when that's a great thing to do. But if you want to be super focused on getting a result, then maybe that's one of the things that you defer for right now. I also want to say to you that know that whatever you're trying to achieve, it's not going to happen overnight. This is a process. To achieve any goal, you have to engage with the process of it. You have to stay true to your course and you have to be really committed to getting that result. And if you are, if you're committed to it, if you write down those steps, if you take action, you will get a result. Sometimes it's not always the result that you want, but you are so much further along the line, so much further and closer towards it that you are in a much better place than where you were, say, a month ago or three months ago. And bit by bit, you will get there. I can promise you that. All right, everyone, I hope that this helps you if you've been holding off taking action and feeling stuck. I wish you all a wonderful week and I hope that come Monday or even today, because this episode will go live on a Tuesday, even if you haven't done your list for the week, maybe go and grab your diary right now and write down the things, get your notebook first, write down your plan, write down what you want to achieve, break it down into steps, put it in the diary. What can you do today? What can you do this week to move you closer towards your goal? How can you carve out some time in your week to make it happen? And let me know, let me know if this helped you in any way. Before you go though, it would mean so much if you could please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It really does help getting the word out to other people who might also find it helpful. You'll find show notes for this episode at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast forward slash 24 because this is episode number 24. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and the people of the Bunjalong Nation where it was recorded. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. <laughs>